Welcome to the Watch Podcast, episode one. This episode is coming to you fresh off of Albion's 2-2 draw with Newcastle, which saw goals from Halops and Kanu and the youngster Sam Field, which were then answered later on. It was a bit of a bit of t- pill to swallow, but there were a lot of positives to take from the game. I talk about those positives in conversation with diehard West Brom fan Oliver Porter. I also read out your comments from our Instagram page, West Bromcast. I'll be reading out those comments at the end of the show, but for now, enjoy my conversation with Oliver Porter. thought it was a bit of a bitter pill to swallow towards the end. What, what, what were your sort of initial thoughts when the final whistle blew? I think we looked a bit more like a Pulis team than uh, uh, in the last in the last game or two. If you know what I mean, I think we went back to our old ways in the second half. So it, it's an alright result, and uh, there's some positives for sure. I think in there. Who was your man of the match tonight? I mean, I I put on Instagram here. A lot of people are saying Sam Field. Definitely, definitely the standout, the standout player tonight. I think. Do you think there's a special thing about him? Because obviously, he's, he's they say one of our own. Is is that something you like to see? Because I know a lot, a, in football these days. A lot of players they don't really play with a sort of passion because they they're not from the club they play for. Do you think that's what's special about him? I mean, I, I, to be honest, mate, even if he was from the I think you know I'd, I'd be saying that is some that's some talent on the pitch tonight. Obviously, it makes it all that more special when when he's one of our own, as you say. But like, I think regardless of, of where he's from, I think he, he has the potential to be a special player. And if we can keep him at the club for long enough, it'll be fantastic to see him flourish here. Did you think he did? You know, just as good or show potential in the Spurs game as well, because I thought it was thought it was a brave move to to start him, but I think it paid off. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think mean, I think he was especially good tonight, but he was also very solid for Spurs. Look out of place at all for for a Premier League footballer, and at the age of nineteen, that's that's what you want, really. I was happy when they selected him. I thought it was a you know a brave move, but I think that's what we need. It you know with the sort of staleness we're in at the moment we need something fresh we need we need brave decisions like that I, I thought leaving Krakowiak out that's you know that's a strong statement that is from from someone who's just taken over what what did you think of leaving him out yeah I, I, I agree with you there I think I, as you said but I mean the fact he played so well tonight as as myself and a lot of other people have said and yourself you know he was a standout player tonight so it just begs the question you know how long has he been sitting on the side being able to produce that kind of performance and you know what other players are there in our youth academy who are going to be able to do that when they're given the chance it was a big call and overall in the end it was the right call I think there's a couple of um, sort of younger players that we did start to see I mean we saw like John Jonathan Leco and, and other players come through but I thought they they needed a uh, bit of time out on loan but with field I, I feel like even though he's 19 there's sort of a sense of maturity in the way he plays he doesn't just sort of like. He's, he's got a head of a thirty-year-old on his shoulders, I think. Especially tonight, you know, he's he's not. Too, I mean, he, I think there's a couple of times tonight where you know he, his inexperience showed a bit, but overall, I think you know that he has a very mature, a decent head on his shoulders for a boy. I, I thought when I, I used to last season when I was at the Orthons watching, you know, Jonathan Lego got quite a lot of game time. I didn't think he was quite ready yet. He he seemed to rush. He tried to play that with that inexperience running at players running at everyone trying to take it on but Sam you can see he's looking up he's having a you know he's, he's thinking about the end product not just you know trying to show off and, and make a name for himself yeah exactly he's, he's working for the team isn't he he's not just for himself you're right about Sam Field I think uh, you know he's, he's definitely an experienced well he, he has a a head with experience beyond his years but I'd have to disagree on Lecco because I think 
Leco ought to be pushing for a, a starting place in the squad. I think when he when he played last season, I think he showed glimpses of, of real quality. But you know, if he obviously if he's not even on the bench, then uh, he's away at the moment. But if he's not even you know in contention for that, then the question has to be asked. You know, what's he doing behind the scenes? So yeah, I think you you might be right on that. Yeah, I, I did. There was one game in particular I saw. I think it was. I don't know if you were at the game last year, but uh, it was at Crystal Palace at home. Um, I think he came on quite late when we were in search of an equaliser and, and he gave away the second goal. He, he just tried to take people on on his own rather than locking up. But that's why I love yeah. so Yeah, that's why I love so much about Sam Field. He, you know, he's got that sort of like one of my favourite players of all time is Michael Carrick, just because of you know, he has he puts so much thought into every pass and that's what you can see hopefully coming from a player like Sam Field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah, I think you're right about that. It's, it's, it's an engine in a sense, you know. He, even at this young age, like he, he drives the team. People get excited, I think, when he's on the ball, and that's more than just from being around it. Because they, they know, even in the short time, they know what he can do. The type of play we've been seeing the last two games, obviously, it's been, you know, what I, I think I don't know what the final possession stat was, but at half time we had more possession. I can't remember the last time we had more possession than the other yeah, team. So, <laughs> is it is this sort of play, you know, the play the fans were calling for? Yeah, I, I think so. I think, um, to be honest, I think we were a bit more shaky at the back today than I'd have liked us to be, which really surprised me because I thought I thought we'd be quite defensively solid, but I think we were actually quite poor today, especially in the we played well attacking-wise, but I think defensively we were actually quite wobbly. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't mind seeing a defensive, a more defensive style of football than we saw today as long as we get results. Do you know what I mean? Like, all that all that matters to me, and I think all that matters to a lot of fans, is is the results that we're getting. And and in the end, for Tony Pulis, the results weren't coming anymore. Yeah, as Tony Pulis said, he was sort of the product of his own demise. He got us into the sort of results game business with with the points is what we were focusing on. And of course, it was that results game business that sort of caused the end of him. Did you agree with the sack and a Tony Pulis? And what did you think of him? I personally, I'm a big Tony Pulis fan, but that I might be biased because I'm Welsh, but. What did you What did you think about? It? Oh, no, to be honest, man, I think uh, I was, uh, there was times where where I thought he was doing the right thing. But to be honest, I think at the end of the day, I, I was quite happy to see to see the back of Tony. I, I think he ought to have probably gone in the summer, uh, in my opinion. But uh, that that probably would have been the best time to move him on and let him go rather than do it, you know, mid season. Because now we find ourselves in a situation where we need a manager to lift us up, and, and the pressure's on a bit more now than I'd have liked us to be at this stage. But, uh, yeah, I think it was probably the right decision in the end, so I, I can't disagree with the board on that. Right, yeah. I, I know a lot of people share your opinion. Like, people were sick of um, maybe the, the you know, paying to see a team turn up and not look like they want to win it. Um, I oh, yeah, I mean, well, I think a lot of the fans of this club, just they just want to see, you know, the team making an effort and, and trying to win games, as you say, and... Especially for the away fans, you know, when they're travelling the breadth of the country just to just to see their team go out, you know, and, and just try and grind out a draw against teams which we, we really ought to be beating. You know, it's just demoralising and, and it sets a bad tone around the club. And I think Tony saw the uh, Tony saw the, the culmination of that eventually. I think it all came back to bite him a bit. What are your thoughts on Gary Megson? Do you like the fact he's taking control at the moment? Would you like to see him take on a couple more games or... You know, um, who do you think is the right person to come in? Because personally, I really don't rate Alan Pardew, and I wouldn't like to see him. At uh, with regards to Megson, I think it would depend. You know, what's at the other end, 
what's at the other end of his of his tenure. You know, if, if we have to wait another two or three games in order to get the right man, you know, I'd happily wait that. But um, to be, to be honest, I, I wouldn't want to see him here any longer than he ought to be because you know, massive massive respect for what he's done for the club, and you can't knock that whatsoever. However, you know, he's out of his depth at this level. I think uh, I'd like to ideally, if you put me in in the board uh, decision making chair. I would uh, make the decision. I'd say Gary Rowett. Gary Rowett, I think, would do absolutely fantastically here. You know, he's he's proven in English divisions. He's uh, he's got a solid head on him. Uh, he, he's not too you know gung ho, and he's not too defensive. He's worked on a budget. I, I really do think I think he'd ex- excel if he came to this club. That's a really cool opinion. I I've not heard people throw out many other names other than you know Big Sam or anything like that. So it's, it's quite fresh to hear an opinion like that. So. In terms of you know the rest of the season now kicking on, you know we got to, we got a point against Spurs, we got a point against Newcastle tonight, we got Crystal Palace coming up on the weekend. So wh- what do you think in going into that game? Obviously that's a must-win game. I think that's a real six-pointer of a game. I think we need to win that one, and then after that, what do you think? You know how, how do you see the rest of the season panning out? Um, to be honest, it would depend on the manager. With with Alan Pardew coming in. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be it's really hard to see what's going to happen because all the way you know all the way across his managerial record, it's really hard to see any consistency either way. You know, he's never been consistently bad, and he's never been consistently good. You know, he just has long stretches either way, so it's really hard to see. I think how our season's going to pan out, which is my biggest worry about Pardew. Um, going into the game on the weekend, to be honest, if if you offered me a draw now, I think I'd take the draw because. Uh, I think Palace are playing quite well at the moment, actually. You know, they've, they've been right down the bottom of the table, but since Hodgson's come in, I think they're starting to look like a different team. So, uh, right now, I'd, I'd take a 1-1 draw just to prevent them gaining any more ground on us. Yeah, that's a club you really want to look at at the moment. I'm looking at them every week and I'm praying they lose. I think they got a, they got a draw, t- draw tonight, I think, at Brighton, 0-0. So, yeah. They, yeah, they are starting to build a bit of ground, so I'd like to see them go on a bit of a bad run of form. Um, yeah, hopefully. Is <laughs> you know, there's a big game tomorrow as well. Everton West Ham, the two teams below us. Yeah, that, that's that's a worrying game. That is, I mean, it, it, it's almost. I don't even know what I'd want out of that one. That that's just whatever happens in that game. It's not good news for us. No. No, I, I was speaking. A lot of my mates I've been speaking to, obviously, they they're not West Brom fans, but a lot of people are tipping West Brom to go down. Like, if if you had to put your, you know, your house on it, what's your opinion on that? Do we are we going down? Do we stay up? I know it's quite early yet, but a lot of people seem to have an opinion on it. To be honest with you, I I think we'll be all right. I I don't think we're going to be relegated. Had, had we have kept Tony Pulis, I would have been more worried about relegation than I am uh, if Pardew comes in. Right. But again, it's it's. The uh, it's Pardew's ability, uh, inability, you know, to be able to pick up form, which is really worrying. You know, it, this is a squad which is is low on confidence and uh, low on uh, morale at the moment, and we re- we badly need someone who can turn that around. What worries me about Pardew is if you know he comes into the club, and what if he's not able, you know, to get that massive rise in form which you know he's had at the last couple of clubs. You know, what if he's not able to deliver that boost in results? You know, is he going to be able to turn it around? And is he going to be able to grind out results? It, it's just hard to tell. So I think we'll stay up, but uh, it, it's it's hard to tell at the moment with Pardew coming in how it's going to pan out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, 
personally, I, I don't think we would have gone down with Tony Pulis because obviously he's, you know, he's the master of escaping relegation. But I don't think we would have been pushing on as a as a as a club into any great heights. But at least a sort of relegation battle at least gives us something to shout about because you know we're out. <laughs> I don't think we'll be you know shouting for um, you know Europa League spots or anything in the near future. So I guess it's something that. I guess there's some interview, you know, uh, interested in every Saturday. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, I'd, I'd always rather us be high and dry and, and <laughs> focus on excitement on the cup runs. But, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd still be, I'm quite happy to, uh, for this season to, to just stay out of it, hopefully. I just If we can pick up results and, and get ourselves a bit of ground between us and the bottom three, that, I'd take that now, to be honest. I, I, wouldn't get, I, I wouldn't get too disappointed if, you know, we finished... 14 for 15 because we just need to get through this season I think yeah just get through this season and then hopefully kick on uh, next season and develop a couple of um, you know players like Sam Field and things like that and hopefully the future looks bright yeah I mean like the only as I said the only thing which concerns me is with with Pardew coming in on what's rumoured to be a two and a half year contract you know it's just do we want him here for two and a half years? And to be honest, I, I wouldn't say yes to that right now. I'd, I'd be happy for him to come here for the rest of the season, maybe give him next season. But right now, I, I really wouldn't want him on a two and a half year contract. But, you know, that, that's the choice of the club and that's what they think's fair. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll hear a decision in, in the next couple of days. And then, you know, w- once we do hear more about the manager, I'd, you know, I'd like to have you, you know, obviously like to have you come back on and, and speak about that when we know more about that because uh, I'd love to that'd be fine awesome man I think you have a, a really good insight on, uh, on football and I like the way you think about the club so it'd be cool to have you back on wicked man it's been good talking to you anyway I'm, I'm happy to come back on so that was my conversation with Oliver I hope you enjoyed that awesome speaking to Oliver can't wait to have him back on the show but to end the show um, I'm going to be reading out comments from our Instagram page, which is just West Bromcast on Instagram. This is going to be a weekly feature on the show. I, l- I like hearing about what other fans have to say, not just me and whoever I have on. So let's read them out. I asked uh, what everyone's thoughts were on the Spurs game initially. And this comment comes from Fisher underscore Dan underscore or double underscore. Um, he thought that the boys were class. He said that Field, Barry, Rondon, Evans and Higazi all had class games in his opinion. He said that we kept this solid all game until you know McLean came on and, and tried to dribble instead of passing down the line. He says the fans were world class and even when we conceded, we got behind the team and we still were louder than Spurs. Hopefully we can get a manager in and the lads can take motivation from the game and really push on and get to safety. And a special mention to Gary Megson. You could see all the tactics he implemented off the training ground. Altogether brilliant performance. Come on you baggies. I then asked everybody what they thought of tonight's game against Newcastle. I wanted their initial thoughts, this, so I posted this straight after the game. So these thoughts are quite fresh. This one comes after comes from... J Whitehouse 8751 who says the result after being in front is very disappointing Neom had a shocker but it was so pleasing to see our technical players playing Evans for the first goal looked to play rather than hoofing it to Rondon I feel we were best when we got the ball into the wide attacking areas and got our fullbacks to put crosses in looking past the result they were encouraging signs 
also a mention for Sam Field, who continues to impress. Um, this one comes from Elliot.wxde, who says he thinks that West Brom shouldn't be using James McLean, but they were great goals from Hal Robson, Carnu, and Sam Field. Sam Field's a great player. Except from that, we were 2-0 up and it ended 2-2, so for that we deserve to go down, says Elliot. However, he also goes on to say that Sam Field is amazing. Uh, this one comes from NJP1991, who says that it's just more drop points, Watford, Stoke, and now Newcastle. This comment comes from M.A11EN, who says that they're, they're choice words, but... Basically, he says, it wasn't a great performance. We should have won a 2-0 up. Nothing changes. Can see us being in the championship next season. Players need to start caring about the club instead of their wages. And he goes on to call the players something I won't read out on this family-friendly podcast. Well, those are some strong opinions. That's why I asked for them initial after the game because I feel that opinions straight after the game you know are more interesting you know they're fresh people's passions running strong so it's nice to hear initial thoughts I then went on to ask who everybody's man of the match was from tonight and the resounding consensus is Sam Field these guys commented chrl.hrs Lemon Wedges and Alex Bishop 93 all said that it's Sam Field 100%. Sam Field by far. Sam Field man of the match. They all agree. It's it's unanimous that Sam Field is the West Bromcast man of the match for this game. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed. It was a one of the West Bromcast. I hope you follow all our social media on Twitter and Instagram. We're at West Bromcast. Also, we're West Bromcast on YouTube. Um, this will be on iTunes as well, so just search West Bromcast. Subscribe there, subscribe on the YouTube, drop comments all over the socials, all over, because I'll I'll read out every single comment because I want to hear what everyone has to say. I thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast, and we'll be back with another episode on Sunday after the Crystal Palace game. Also, if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, all you have to do is drop me a message on our socials telling me, what game you want to talk about, when you want to talk about it, and all you have to do is give me a call, and we'll have a good conversation about it. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.